spirit of fear in Jesus' name. I take authority over a spirit of distraction and a religious spirit in Jesus' name. The fear of the rain, I declare that you have no authority over the people of God right now. The fear of these unnatural storms destroying our homes and our properties and our community, I break that now in Jesus' name. And I declare that it doesn't matter what gets taken away in this earth. Our God is greater and can restore double back to what the enemy may try to steal. The enemy comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. So where there's been a spirit of fear, I speak abundant life right now in Jesus' name. In the church, it's dry because it's been dry in the church. So we declare that there is a monsoon in the church right now. That the anointing is flowing. That the water is pouring. That the grace is falling. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Never too late, Steve. It's never too late. Well, the Holy Spirit is, uh, he's the man. Okay? He really is. Uh, I want to share with you kind of where we've been and and what's going on and all that kind of stuff for some some of you that may not know. Um, about three years ago, I felt like the Lord had led me to take another job with another consulting outfit. That's what I do. I'm a cattle nutritionist, and I consult with the, that type of thing. So I felt like the Lord had given me release from where I was, and I was to start a new thing and build a a business, and it'd just be lovely. And uh, I'm just going to be real straight with you. That didn't happen. First time in my life when I put my hand to something, it did not go. Uh, Can I tell you that made me extremely uncomfortable? I began to doubt whether I was capable. I began to doubt whether... Uh, I had heard the Lord. Um, I went into a nest of unbelievers. I went into people who would rather climb a tree and tell you a lie than to stand on the ground and tell you the truth. That's what happened. Now, I shared the gospel with them di- diligently. Um, and I was able to share that with some, some of the folks I was working with and some of the folks I was supposed to be working with that I never did get that opportunity. But uh, that became real difficult. Then we had a parting of ways, and then I was basically unemployed with very, very little income for a period of 10 months. That was not fun. Uh... (laughs) You know, one of the greatest joys I've had this morning is being able to put a check in that offering plate. really is. Not because I feel any obligation to do that, but because it's a joy to me to be able to do that. Uh, Listen. You've been given a great gift 
of God in your pastor. Now listen, if you don't take advantage of that, that's your problem. He's made himself available to you. Okay? I love you enough to tell you that straight up. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to make you mad at me. (laughs) But I kind of feel like I'm preaching my own funeral. Uh, So, (laughs) and I know it's not a funeral, okay? I know, I I hear the words and I receive them in Mike and Ross. Thank you. Uh, This has been, this has been tough. Uh, The best description I can I can give you, this comes from a a dear friend of mine that uh, we met each other when we weren't in Christ, okay? Uh, We busted a lot of heads together. Today, I'm so ashamed of that. I used to be proud of that. Uh, (laughs) Hope you hear my heart here, okay? And not necessarily what it was. But... I called him up one day, and uh, in the midst of all this crash in the dairy industry, it was really ugly. A lot of people lost everything they had. It was, it was ugly, ugly, the ugliest one that's ever been. And I asked him, I said, how you doing, Richie? He says, well, you won't know the truth? I said, yeah. He said, feel like I've been strapped to the front of a locomotive with chains And I see the end of the tracks coming. That's what I feel like. You're going to have times when you feel like that. We're going to have times when we feel like that. But I want to tell you something. God is faithful. He is very faithful. And I would have come apart without you. Without my church family. I have never been so comfortable anywhere in my life. I have never been so uncomfortable anywhere in my life as right here. And that's a good thing. I feel the love. And I thank you for that. But I also feel the swift kick once in a while that I needed. And... uh, uh, we put up uh, Psalms 115.3, please, Rod. And I, I want to show you something here that's, that's kind of tough to take. Okay? Our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. You know what? He didn't ask me about that. He didn't seek my counsel on that. He sure didn't. But... I want to share something with you that when you turn to the book of James and you look and he says, there is no darkness in him at all. There is no variableness, no shadow of turning. You can trust God. Kent shared with us not too many years ago when he was sharing all the stuff he had to go through. Man, it broke my heart. I said, why, why does he have to do that? Why does he have to go through that? <laughs> I'm sorry you had to go through that, Kent. But that was a big comfort to me. 
I saw him come through. And uh, I've seen several of you come through a lot of, a lot of ugly, tough stuff. And uh, I tell you, I felt like this began with uh, my father-in-law, Niles, called me in, in his situation with cancer. And I'll be honest with you, it really upset me, made me very angry. That I didn't understand that. I still don't understand it. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you I understand what happened. I don't. But I know one thing. It did not make me happy. Not happy. And I screamed at God. And I cursed at God. And I had my little tantrums. And you know what good it did? Nothing. And I come to a conclusion, and this is the only conclusion that you'll ever be able to come to, I believe. And that is trust God. He is sovereign. I want to read to you the definition of sovereign. I want you to keep Psalms 115.3 in mind. Supreme in power. Possessing supreme dominion. The sovereign ruler of the universe. Supreme to all others. Chief. God is the sovereign good of all who love and obey Him. Supremely efficacious. In other words, whatever He does, it works. Superior to all others. Predominant. Effectual. Supreme. Pertaining to the first magistrate. As authority. So all my screaming, all my hollering didn't help. All my screaming and hollering about my situation didn't help. I just, why did it have to be all back to back? What's going on? You know, I felt like all my bridges are being burned. What's going on here? Well, can I be real honest with you? It ain't about you. It ain't about me. It ain't about us. Now, I say that, and then I want to turn right around and say you're in Christ, so it is about you. Okay? It is about Him growing us up. Well, I thought I was a mature guy when Dorman was... Describing me coming here from the Baptist church. And, and I'll tell you the truth. I love the Baptists. I do. Because they ain't playing. They're going to they gonna try to keep you out of hell. They will do that. And if you don't believe it, you be around them a little bit and you'll find that out. And I'll tell you something else they'll do. If you will let them. Now that is, if you will let them, they'll love you. And so will God's people here, if you will let them. If. There's a big if. Like I say, they have made themselves available to you. And if you don't sit under that, I don't want to talk to you. Uh I especially got to say something to you young folks. God, 
What a joy it's been. Man. I tell you what. If you want to be where it's at. The kids is where it's at, man. It really is. They're awesome. And I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. I flat don't understand. I'm not going to stand up here and tell you I understand what's going on. I don't. But I know this. It's not about me. And I know I can trust him. Job says, though he slay me. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now, wait a minute. Now, we didn't quit being religious and we didn't start talking about being crazy. Right? Let me explain something to you. The first time I ever heard this, it blew my sensibilities away. Jesus forever confined himself to a body for us. He is not loose in the spirit anymore. Forever and ever and ever, he confined himself to a body just for us. That goes beyond the garden. That goes beyond the whipping post. That goes beyond the grave. That goes beyond anything I can think of. That's crazy, stupid, off the hook, breaking all the chains, idiotic kind of love. And that's what he's offering you. That's what's available. You want to be loved? You want love? You want to know what love is about? Listen to me, especially you teenage young ladies. That's what love's about. It ain't about smiling at some good-looking fella and him wanting to take you to the movies and buy you a bag of popcorn. That's not what it's about. And for those of you, my brothers and sisters, it's not about your comfort. God. I wish I could tell you it was. I wish I could say, be comfortable. I love you. I wish you didn't have to go through nothing. <laughs> I'd be robbing you. I don't want to do that either. But I, I, it's not about your comfort. It's about your growth. And the more you decide to grow, the more of the hammer mill you're going through. He's going to decentralize us, as we've read this week. Decentralize us. What does that mean? Not going to be about us no more. He's going to take us from being selfish to being selfless. Now, the new man we know is selfless. When we're selfish, we know where we are. We've resurrected that old man, brought him up out of the waters of baptism, and now we're letting that joker stinketh. You know, let's don't let him stinketh. I've got about 10 pages of scripture I want to share with you here about the sovereignty of God. And that's not even all of them. There's about 1,100 of them. So we're not going to go into every detail of that, okay? Uh, but I do want to read a few to them and to you. And so that you know that we're not just talking off the top of our head. Not just talking out of our experience 
But this is real. God is sovereign. He does what he wants to do, and there ain't a stinking thing any of us can do about it. But that's a good thing. Okay, he says in Psalms 33, 9, For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. Oh, man. Now, wait a minute. I want to tell you something here. Uh, Let's don't blame our stupidity on the sovereignty of God, okay? Some things we do are just stupid. They are. I mean, if you go into a store and you take something that's not yours and Chad and his group comes and arrests you and hauls you to jail... That's not the sovereignty of God. It's because you're stupid. Okay? There's a difference. You know, that's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is God being God. We're talking about Him directing your paths. Uh, Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Isaiah fourteen twenty four. I'm skipping a lot of them that I got here, but I want you to see this for yourself. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. As I have purposed, so it shall stand. Twenty six says, Isaiah fourteen twenty six says, This is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all the nations. Then Isaiah fourteen twenty seven says, For the Lord of hosts hath purposed, and who shall disannul it? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? Whew. And whether we like it or not, he is our father. He is not our buddy. You know, I'll be honest with you, it'd be a lot more fun than boys that you saw in here. It'd be a lot more fun for me if I was just their buddy. But that's not my job. My job's to be their father. That means I got to do some molding and shaping. It means I got to say some things to them I don't really like to have to say to them. That means... Sometimes I have to warm up their little seats, and I don't like doing that either. But it's got to be done. And they scream, and they cry, and they don't understand why. And makes me feel awful. But I know that's what they need. 
Ugh. It's really frustrating when you feel like you don't understand. But we are not to walk by feelings. We are to walk by faith and not by sight. And I know in whom I have believed it. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have entrusted against him until that day. He is able. Now, I want to read to you out of Romans as well. I want you to see this is not just Old Testament. This is New Testament, okay? God is sovereign. He does what He wants to do. He says in Romans 9, 18, Therefore He hath mercy on whom He will have mercy, and on whom He will He hardeneth. That's God's choice. That's the Belima will of God. That's His purpose. That ain't going to change. Romans 19, 9, 19, excuse me. Thou wilt say unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will or his purpose? I'm sorry, I did that backwards. The first one is the Thelema, or God's desire for us. This one is, he, you won't resist this one. This is him. No, not going to be any change. Romans 9.20 says, Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest or contradicts God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? 21 says, Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? He may put you in a place where things don't work. Mm, It's not fun. But is there a biblical pattern to that? Kent's grinning at me because he's already studied that out. 